Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from COG Studios on a Thursday, January 9th. That's right. We're back. 2020. Welcome back to a new year, everybody. Welcome back to a new year, new season for the LA Galaxy. A ton of stuff to get to tonight. It's mostly been me. It's my fault. I blame me. Um, I blame my son. I blame... Yeah, I'm going to blame the, the five-week-old. That's a good idea. That's, that's perfect. Uh, but I'm back. Hopefully, we'll have a little more solid schedule from now on. Here on out. Uh, and to help me, of course, uh, with this. He's back in the studio. I think he hasn't been here since, like, November. I think we were looking. November. Seems about right. Uh, it's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, what's up, buddy? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Are the mics working? Yeah, they're working. Let's, let's start this off on the right foot. Well, I mean, they're working. You just don't talk very loud. <laughs> that, that's also true. Yes. Yeah, it's good to be back. I missed you, Josh. It was it was a long time. It, it's a, It's been too long I know. since we've podcasted. I know. So I'm excited. There's plenty to talk about. So I'm looking forward to this week. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it, I know that I'm looking at I'm looking at all the stuff I have here. And if you're on our YouTube stream, you can see that I have uh, blue, pa- blue paper aplenty. You yes. have blue paper. I, I, I even gave say, you some. I asked for my own copies. That's right. Yeah, you that's did. the kind of pull that I have over here we, at COG Studios. We, I get my own copies. We killed a lot of blue trees. <laughs> a lot of blue trees today. Yeah, so, and so yeah, Happy New Year. Yep. Congratulations on the baby officially. Since I haven't been in here since Thank you. November, I need to say that on air publicly as part of the contract. Thank you. But, you yes. know, I, is baby Jake doing well? Everything's he's, mom and baby are good? He's okay. You know, he hangs in there. He's got, I, I mean, not to go too inside baseball. He's got a little acid reflux, so he gets a little angry whenever that happens. Uh, so he can scream. He's got a good set of lungs. He's bulking up nicely. That's so good. you know, all That's good. A good thing. Oh, all, all in all, not too bad. So uh, all good. Your your New Year, your holidays, all good. Oh, Every, yeah, we're, everybody we're, survived. We're we're off and running. We had a good holiday. Back at school. Back to the routine. So life is good. Can't complain. All right. Good deal. Well, good to hear, and uh, good for all that. Um, I, I think. Uh, when we look at what's going on today in this winter time, uh, we have to understand the galaxy are putting together everything and, and we're sort of seeing a little bit of pieces. Pieces here, piece there. Uh, we're not getting the complete picture yet for sure. Dennis DeClosa, Guillermo Barrescoloto working very hard right now. Uh, we have some signings that we're going to talk about. They've made and then the rumors are just through the roof mostly thanks to Chicharito uh really if you mention that name that'll that'll get the rumors going that, through the roof apparently he's he's a, a polarizing force <sighs> in, in, in Southern California soccer who would have known <laughs> who would have known who oh, would have thought it gives us something to talk about in January yeah it yeah, does we're, we're chomping at the bit we need something to chew on there's rumors aplenty there's uh there's MLS super draft super draft the super, super draft super draft in quotation marks that needs the horn yeah the uh, MLS super draft <laughs> Um, so we have the MLS Super Draft, so we will talk about the one LA Galaxy pick that happened today. Um, so that'll be there. Uh, let's see, there's lots of stuff. MLS 25 years is, is in this as well. I imagine that today is going to be a little bit longer. And we were joined earlier, and we will replay the uh, the interview by uh, Alexis Guerreros uh, from the Cooligans uh, podcast. Yes. So, I was going to say, if we didn't have enough to talk about, we brought in a guest as well. So yeah, plenty to talk about. That was a lot of fun doing that interview. So we're excited to share that with uh, the listeners as well. So so that's, I mean, that's just a little bit that's on the plate for today. Uh, lots of stuff. But like I said, Eric, it is, it is wintertime. Uh, you know, so what is, what do you think of whenever we think of, you know, soccer in winter? Well, you know, Southern California, palm trees, palm trees, sunshine. Uh-huh. No, am I, am I saying the wrong thing? No, I, th- I think, no, I think you got it. <laughs> sunshine, palm trees. That's, that's right. Rain sometimes, Rain right? Sometimes. Rain sometimes. What about love, Eric? Love. Well, okay. I guess you can. Lo- you know, 
the one thing that keeps you warm in the winter is love. Is love. Love <laughs> is what keeps you warm. Is, is that what they say? I, I, I don't know. You, well, know. you can quote me on that. Pe- people are already going, this is going off the rails real <laughs> fast today. But no, before we even get anything. This I, is with purpose. Yeah, there's a reason that we're being good this goofy. Uh, I know we have a fan of the podcast and a huge fan of the LA Galaxy listening uh, from all the way out in Dallas, Texas. We actually have a couple of people, I think, in Dallas, Texas who listen to the podcast and do it. Um, so we, we actually have a question for this particular fan. So Ryan... Um, Kate got in touch with us and she wanted us to ask you one specific question. Uh, she was wondering if you'd go to winter formal with her. So Eric, will you go to winter formal with me? Say, they're not going to go with us. No, no. no. I, you already, you're so going with me. So Kate we're is go- asking Ryan and then we'll go on our own. And then we'll go on Chaperone. our own. All right. So anyway, I was going to say, we got to be in ca- careful here. I think it's illegal for us <laughs> to ask high school kids to a dance. Probably can't. Yeah, we, we can't <laughs> do it. But anyway, Ryan, Kate wants to know that question. Uh, Kate got in touch with us and then we sent a box with two scarves in it and about anything else that wasn't tied down here in the studio uh, to Kate. So hopefully she has that for you. Hopefully a whole bunch of things. I don't know, like every sticker we ever made, like times two and, you know, some coasters and a couple scarves. And I think there's an Omar Gonzalez uh, signed locker, like little mini locker that, set. That's what the kids are asking for. That's, that's you, exa- know, you know your demographic, that's, Josh. That's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> no, uh, but, but that's awesome that she reached out and a, a cool way to ask someone to win formal. So the other thing that we wanted to say is that Ryan, uh, if you say yes, because if he says no, then I'm going to be very upset. Uh, you, you can't say no. This is an offer you can't refuse. Okay, so Ryan, Ryan, if, if you accept, uh, if you and Kate ever make it to L.A. this season, uh, we also have, as a surprise for you, four tickets to the game for you with a parking pass. All you have to do, yeah, the, just let well me know, done. and we will uh, we will put you up there. So hopefully, you happy kids uh, can go have some fun at Winter Formal. Uh, by How the way, cool was that? Kate Kate made like the best sign. I just want to point out that it was the best sign. This her sign said, uh, and I quote: "I can't pass like Legette or shoot like Pavone, but can I score a date to Winter Formal? I mean." Ugh. Kate, I mean, the knowledge. Kate knocked it out of the park. The here. knowledge. Not yeah. only that, but but if you look, there's actually there's a sticker of us on that particular oh, sign we as made, well. We, we made, made the, the sign. sign. Yes. Wow. Yes. Anyway. Well done, Kate. Yes. So. Ryan, you'd be a fool not to say yes. yes. He said yes. He's, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Hundred percent. Absolutely. All Have right. Have fun. Have fun at Winter Formal, kids. All right. Josh and I will not be there. All right. All right. We're we're, we're now we're, we'll move on now and, <laughs> and put that aside. But no, that was that was fun. And I've been by the way, Kate has been planning that for like three weeks. I've just yeah. been a slacker and haven't had any uh, podcast. Podcast, I was so. going to say, hopefully there weren't a formal hasn't already happened yet. Hopefully yeah. <laughs> it's coming up soon. It's coming. She's, she, I talked to her today. Okay, she's, okay. She's That's all worked out. All right. Uh, awesome. Here we go. Uh, let's start now with LA Galaxy news as we transition into this new year. Um, so we'll catch you up on all the things that have happened so far for the LA Galaxy. Uh, and we start first with LA Galaxy news is actually to acknowledge and sort of put out there. Legit and, and, and Araujo are in for the U.S. men's national team camp right now. It's only a big deal because this is um, Araujo's first U.S. men's national team senior call-up. So there's a chance for him to get capped by the U.S. Uh, That's huge for a young defender to be wanted by his national team. And if the national team picks him up and he can actually start playing at that level, that's only is a positive for the LA Galaxy, who I think are hoping that Julian Araujo probably gets a lot more minutes this year as the quote-unquote starting right back. Um, I still think it's going to be Rolf Felcher. I think Felcher was brought back to be the leading guy there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they split those minutes uh, closer down the middle or at least, you know, at least more than a third for Araujo. We saw Araujo, and and I enjoyed what we saw this season from him uh, when he was on the field, but he really didn't see the field much. I mean, a lot of... uh, Listeners and fans were clamoring for him, but he really wasn't the first choice, um, you know, defender back there. But this call-up, I think, is a sign of things to come because it shows he's now 
a national team caliber player. This is going to be nothing but good exposure for him. The game is at Dignity Health Sports Park. So if you're going to have your debut, having your debut at your home club, uh, you know, that's exciting. And, you know, hopefully Burhalter is able to get him some minutes here at home. I know when he had his debut for the LA Galaxy, he had some family who traveled and they were excited. And it was, there was a little bit of a buzz in the stadium, uh, you know, so because of the support that, uh, that he has, uh, the travels for him and obviously the LA Galaxy fan support as well. So uh, excited to see him get the call up. I think it's only a good thing uh, for the club to see legit get continued. Legit, excuse me, legit get continued. I'm going to get 2020 off on the right foot here. Yeah. Legit uh, getting consistent minutes and getting in the conversation. Uh, we got a World Cup qualifying year coming up. And then if Araujo's part of that conversation as well, this is a good thing. This is a good thing for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, wait, easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, no, all, all good things. That game, uh, February 1st at Dignity Health Sports Park against Costa Rica for the U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, maybe a cap for Julian Araujo. So have to sort of see and watch and, and see how that goes. Like Pipo Gonzalez is Costa Rica. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably get the call. He'll, he, will, he will as well. He doesn't have to travel far either. So that works for him, right? Um, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Uh, so anyway, so keep your eye on that. Now we go to signings. The LA Galaxy made, quote unquote, three signings uh, as we go forward. Uh, Galaxy signed midfielder Alexander Katai. This is the uh, the Serbian national player. Uh, he's 28 years old, obviously played for the Chicago Fire uh, the last two seasons. And, I, you know, I saw the reaction on Twitter and I saw the reaction to some Galaxy fans like, who is this guy? And well, I, I'm like, did you guys not watch the Chicago Fire games? Like he was a real especially in 2018 uh was a real force for them and that 2018 chicago fire team was a better team than really you look at the 2019 chicago fire team which is a little more of a uh, a dumpster fire well <laughs> dumpster <I'll>, fire <laughs> well done thank you well done. are we talking about the logo or are we both talking yes about the, i told the you i like that logo yeah i'm it, the it, one it, it will grow on us yes uh, but but I'm going to be one of those those people that you're you're complaining about. My initial reaction was Katai. The name sounds familiar, but I, I wasn't one of those you know league uh, stalwarts. You know, it's not like a Valeri or, or someone who's on another team where even if you don't follow that team, you know who they are. So to be fair, he he I don't think his play was quite at that level, but. When you look at his highlights, you look at his numbers, he was producing for the Chicago Fire, which is a good thing. So you're getting someone with league experience, someone who, you know, has decent stats, someone who, um, you know, this seems like it's the Alice and Dreamy replacement. Uh, replacement. Yeah. And when you look at their stats over the last couple of seasons compared to Alessandrini's stats, they're comparable. It seems like it's a similar type player, someone who's not afraid to move forward, not afraid to go towards goal, someone who's going to be able to distribute, uh, good with the ball on their feet. And this, I think this is a good signing and a great pickup for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, it's uh, it even prompted those uh, those talking heads over there at MLS to actually write a story about how, uh, how Katai could be the steal of the offseason for the LA Galaxy in terms of expected goals and chances <laughs> created and sort of that fun thing. So uh, that's there. 4,500 total minutes in Major League Soccer in the two seasons. He has uh, 18 goals and 12 assists. Uh, as Eric said, he's the Alessandrini replacement. And I, sh I can't be blunt about this or more blunt about this. Um, you know, Alessandrini is 99.9% .9 gone. And the only reason I can't say absolutely 100% sure that Alessandrini is gone and not coming back, because that's what I'd really like to tell you, is because let's say he doesn't land anywhere else. Yeah, he's not signed with another team. So until he is... He's technically not gone. Not gone. He the, could. He maybe the he option comes, is still open. And and you have to imagine if he comes back to the LA Galaxy at that point, then it's for like you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, the Galaxy have the else. leverage at that point. Yeah. So yeah. I I mean this is this is one of those this is one of those things that you look at and say okay so Alessandrini is gone the Katai really is the replacement for that uh, he was signed with the targeted allocation money so we know his salary is somewhere between well. 
it's the max budget charge, which right now, which last season was 530, I think goes up to 580 this year um, in 2020, although that could all change because there's no CBA that technically directs that to happen. Um, they could operate under the old CBA and then it would be an increase, but about 580. So we know his salary is somewhere between 580 and 1.5 million as long as the TAM rules stay the same. The TAM rules might not stay the same at all. In fact, uh, they were talking to Nashville today during the Super Draft and they're saying, why did you trade general allocation money and not TAM? And they were like, because uh, we don't know about TAM. Yeah. It's like, it's fluidity <laughs> right now is, is not something we want to mess with. And it might be one of those things where if they made the deal using uh, you know, Tam, that's something that the deal was made under that, you know, when that was still being honored. So right. maybe that'll, that'll be valid through the, however long the term is. The other thing that I will say about Katai, and we do say all the time that Twitter is not real life. So you can't always uh, make that irreliable source, but Chicago fire fans, when that signing was announced and say, we're going to miss him. That's too bad. This is a guy who, you know, was wasted at Chicago. So that is a good sign when the fans of an opposing team are upset that he's gone. That's a good sign for your team. Yeah, uh, Katai last year made $1.38 million. He is a discount, even at that money, from Allison Drini, who made closer to $2 million. Um, I would expect that he isn't getting paid the 1.38. I would expect it's closer to like 1.1, maybe 1. That's my guess right now. I don't know that. No inside information. I'm just sort of guessing to see how the um, you know how the, the LA Galaxy sort of put together and structure all these salaries. But Alexander Katai on one side, Christian Pavone on the other side, I don't hate that at all. You, you just need someone to bang in the goals. There's, there's currently <laughs> there's no a minor, there's, minor problem with that. But he, yeah, I, you listen, he gets a lot of crap right now because Ethan Zubak is technically the only striker on, but Ethan Zubak is not going to be there whenever this season starts. Um, well, maybe well, we'll, he'll, he'll be there, but maybe, he, maybe not starting day one. He, he probably will be in camp. You watch it. So go. The first preseason game will come out and he'll be the starter because we said all this. Hey, uh, the, Emil Cuello started the home opener last season. Yes. So this is true. Don't forget that. So yes. how, how the team's, starts isn't necessarily how they're going to wrap up uh you know once they make their playoff run you know god willing all right so uh the galaxy signed midfielder alexander katai you have that one 28 years old again a little i, I would say in some ways he's probably an upgrade from allison Drini. the heart and what everybody is is obviously alluding to with um with allison Drini is you know how hard he played for the la galaxy and how much he left on the field that's sort of left to be seen for katai but in terms of play on the field like you said their stats are similar yeah. uh katai could even at 28 is a little bit of an upgrade his his, his injury history is probably a little bit of an upgrade as well, well so when you look at you know 33 games played in 2018 uh 29 games played and 2019, so you look at Allison Drini, you know, 26, and then five games, obviously. He had the longer injury, um, you know, so he's going to win out in terms of the last two seasons games played. So injury was the concern with Allison Drini, uh, you know, came down to price, and it came down to being willing to spend that much money uh, with someone who who missed a large chunk of the season. And Katai, you know, looks like someone who's going to be, be able to stay fairly healthy, uh, you know, knock on wood, knock on, you know, we have to knock on everything now. Um, but he's going to be a consistent part of this team moving forward. Yeah, he should be. I mean, he should be the starter out be, there. He unless should be a stalwart. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's an expensive piece for the Galaxy really this year. I would imagine even at the discount. Uh, but of course, I saw the uh, the eyes rolling. Uh, you signed Sasha Kleschen, which we talked about last podcast. Um, you sign, um, you know, Alexander Katai. You've signed two midfielders for a defense that gave up 59 goals last year. And everybody's like, where's the defense? <laughs> and of course, 
course, Dennis DeClosa is happy to oblige you by signing uh, Argentine Emiliano Insua from uh, from Buenos Aires. This is his hometown. He actually came up through the Boca Junior system. Um, he was uh, in their academy system whenever uh, Guillermo Barrascolota was actually playing for the senior team. Ended up being such a prospect, he actually went off to Liverpool on loan. I mean, if you're talking about pedigree right now, he's 30 years old, certainly going to not discount his age. He's yeah. 30 years old. But when you talk about pedigree, the places that he's played, uh, playing at Liverpool was no joke. He played for Liverpool. Yep, 44 uh, appearances for Liverpool. 44 appearances for, for Liverpool. Uh, they remember him there. Mm-hmm. He was a good defender for them. Went off and played for Galatasaray in Turkey. Uh, went off to play for uh, Sporting CP in Portugal. Yep. Uh, so obviously and your new favorite player. Yeah, yeah obviously to, with my ties to, to Portugal and Sporting. Uh, he, he's beloved there as well. So they on his birthday, Sporting tweeted out one of his uh, memorable goals that he scored while there. So every club that he's gone to, he seems to have let, let, had left some type of impact. And, um, you know, obviously doing what I do, following the players on Instagram, once we got word that he was going to join uh, the LA Galaxy, he started to post all the repost people's stories thanking him and we're going to miss you at the club. And that's a sign, you know, if you have enough, you know, 10, 15, 20 people saying we're going to miss you fans, other players, that, that means this is someone who's going to be good in the locker room and someone who's going to produce on the field. And those are the two things that uh, the galaxy are, are, are in need of right now. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so Galatasaray sporting Atletico Madrid, um, played twice in Spain, and then it was down with uh, with Stuttgart, actually in two Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was down there. This is a great pickup. Don't know what the the price is, you know, unless it's like you know one point five million dollars. I imagine that it's probably a pretty he's good. Got that I don't Jorgen think money. it is. Yeah, he's got that <laughs> Jorgen money. Uh, he's a left back. He's taking Jorgen's place. This is a mm-hmm. Jorgen Shelvick replacement. Um, you know, I think everybody is is probably losing patience for the fact that if I look at my roster right here, Eric. Jorgen Shelvick's name is still on this, and and the last podcast you and I did was literally named Why is Jorgen Shelvick still on this (laughs) roster? Uh, I think at this point you just preach patience. Um, I do not believe that Jorgen Shelvick is on this roster whenever the season starts. Is he on the roster when camp starts? That could happen. Um, I'm not not too worried about that, but it seems that the LA Galaxy have replaced him. Uh, And and Jorgen Shelvick as your starting left back obviously is not something... Um, that is going to be great for the LA Galaxy. But if Insua is your starting left back, Jorgen Shelvick as a depth piece, if you're already tied to him, you already have to pay him, uh, you can't offload him, is a bench depth piece, is that awful? Yes. You know, <laughs> At a million dollars? Yes. At a million, yes, for what it does to the team. But if you're not able to offload him, obviously, ideally, that's He's what going away. Do. Don't, yeah, I'm, this is. I'm trying to talk ourselves into it. No, when, no. When day one comes and he's on the roster, I want to say, it's okay. He's just coming off the bench. He's not going to get, he's going to be this year's Juninho. If Jorgen Shelvik <laughs> is still on this roster by the time the Galaxy play their first game. Is this a bet? I will do this show shirtless. Wow. One show. I, we, nobody needs to see that more than once. Uh, and I'll let you know, the rowing, I, mean, I haven't been rowing. Okay. I've just been eating because well I haven't been able to get away. All right. So basically, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and start eating while, uh, while the little feed, one Feeding screams. the baby yes. is about as, as feeding much. The baby, yeah. Feed me at the same time. I go grab the chocolate chip cookies. That's my that's my thing. And if I don't work out seven days a week. So I will do. Bold. That's what I will Shirtless do. Shirtless show if Jorg, yes. Jorgen stays. I'm, Yes. I, I'm not going to say I like it, but you know, you love it, it. It's it's a good bet. You love it. It is a good bet. So, uh to that end, to Jorgen Shelvick still leaving. Are you okay, Josh? I'm okay. You want to you want to take your shirt off? You're not, asking not, kids to winter formal. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm worried about you. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy. <laughs> you it's need some a, sleep. I need some sleep, that's for sure. Uh the Galaxy signed another defender. So, Sua is. is a great signing. 
All right. And Sue is a great signing. This one we knew about, but as I kept telling people, there was no guarantee the LA Galaxy were actually going to sign him. So uh, Danilo Acosta, who came from the RSL Academy, who was actually loaned out to uh, Orlando City, was picked up in the 2019 waiver draft. We reported that. We told you about that, um, that that was happening. Um, and then I said, but he's not on the roster yet. So now the Galaxy have officially signed him. This is another depth at left back. He's able to play those positions. Um this is really means that, you know, Didi Traore, who is also on this list right now and takes up an international slot, possibly won't be on the senior team again and maybe loaned down to LA Galaxy 2 again. Um, so when you look at all those things, that's what you're... That's what you're looking at with Danilo Acosta. Uh, Danny Acosta is it seems like a, a good signing. He's decent. Um, he was actually he was a homegrown player from RSL. So and, and a youth national team level player. And so that that's the positive. The only concern is he didn't get a lot of minutes right. uh, with his time at Orlando City, which you know was not exactly setting the league on fire. So being <laughs> unable to crack a starting lineup there is a little bit of a concern. But at the same time, you look at his age, 22, still young. Uh, if the Galaxy has shown. Um, something over the last season with GBS and DTK is that they're going to give the youngsters an opportunity. You know, we've seen what they've done with Efrain Alvarez and with uh, Julian Araujo. So giving um, Danilo Acosta an opportunity, I, th I think is, is going to be good for the galaxy. Maybe he'll, he'll be someone, a bright spot that shines and uh, we'll be singing his praises. Hopefully uh, the guy was born in Honduras. Doesn't take up an international slot, but you know, sort of has that, that international du player. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is, I think it's a good pickup again, a, a sort of pickup that had people sort of scratching their heads at first, but he fits sort of in that puzzle piece. Whenever you look at this LA galaxy roster, which by the way, I have the LA galaxy roster right now at 20 players, um, and eight international slots taken out of eight international slots taken. Uh, that's still something to watch. I now, what, again, two of those spots right now are Jorgen Shelvick and Didi Chari. Uh, yeah. which I expect neither of them probably to be on this roster when it starts. So you could technically say the Galaxy have six international slots. So there is some room there. And New England's not doing fire sales. Like, yeah, I was gonna, New England's sorry. actually spending money, so I, I don't know say. that you could just get an international slot from New England Maybe anymore. Maybe Cincinnati could be our new home for international slots. That, that very well could be the uh, could be the case. So anyway, so that is, uh, that's the information on that. Speaking of Cincinnati, uh, which, is, uh, which is an interesting one as well, um, not just a hat rack. I did that intentionally. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. You're going to talk about. Yeah. Who am I going to talk about? Zico Bailey? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that <laughs> you're like, yeah, Zico Bailey, uh, the MLS draft. That's how it works. Um, anyway, the MLS draft was today. Um, the super draft, which was not at a con the convention, the NSCAA convention, I believe. Um, National Soccer I, I can't remember. It was online. Just it was, say it was yeah, online. It was online. Hey, it used to be at this big convention. <laughs> there used to be lots of people there. It's on Twitter. Um, and so uh, it was on Twitter. It was on Facebook. Or excuse me, YouTube. Um, and it was broadcast by ESPN. They had all these cameras. It, it was a quite lot of, the... A lot of production value. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> I had it on in the background. I mean, I, the Galaxy didn't even have a first-round pick. Yeah. Um, that's really what you, you have to understand on that one, is uh, that there was no first-round pick for the LA Galaxy. Uh, they had traded it to Toronto uh, yeah. whenever and, that... Uh, and that was one of those things with all the rumors that have been swir swirling around this week. You know, you, you hear you know, names like Bale, Chicharito, and all, all these names that are swirling around. And I'm I'm here going, well, we have the 45th pick in the MLS Super Draft. <laughs> it makes it really hard to to, to care, really. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I understand the production they put into it and the, you know, someone, if you're a fan of Inter-Miami or Nashville, right. getting into it. But if, if not, if you're a Galaxy fan, you, you definitely could have... Uh, 
not paid attention and, and been fine. Yeah, you you didn't miss much on this yeah. one anyway. But uh, so it went through it went through the whole thing. Uh, they got through the first two rounds today. The second two rounds, the third and fourth rounds, will be take place on January thirteenth. I think that's just a conference call, um, and there's going to be a lot of we pass on this one. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because you look at like two thousand nine, and they even mentioned this on the broadcast. Look at two thousand nine and Bruce Arena's draft in two thousand nine, where he ends up picking you know AJ Delagarza and Omar Gonzalez, um, you know two Maryland teammates, and then they go out and they start, and you know we all know the run that Galaxy yep. made in two. 2009, and a lot of it was because of Gonzalez and AJ De La Garza, uh, and the draft with Sean Franklin back there and Todd Donovan. I mean, yeah, that's ten years ago. That's ten a, years ago. You know, when you think of how quickly the game has changed, the league has changed, and, and that, those days are gone. And the draft is useless. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> I'm sure there are people in the first ten picks that and, might have a player. And that's two. strange too, because you know you could sign a player at any time at any age. So it is kind of an odd structure that you know if someone is you know a prospect and someone who's valued, you know, what's to stop a team from signing them when they're 17, you know, when they're 19, if, if, if they're really, you know, quote unquote worth it. And that's no disrespect to anyone who was eligible in the draft, but it's, you know, but let's be real. Uh, you know, the players that are available are not going to be game changers. Yeah. And, and that's sort of how it is. Anyway, the galaxy had the 21st pick in the second round, the 45th overall pick, uh, where they got a defender from the university of Akron, Tom smart, who is from Birmingham, England. Great. International slot. That's it. You know what we needed to waste on the MLS Super Draft? An international slot on a guy who played eight games. I mean, this 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 started two of them. You're really fired up about. I Tom don't like Smart. Tom Smart. I can. Tell. I don't, I'll tell you right now. I'm sorry, Tom Smart and Tom Smart's family. He just got drafted by the Galaxy. Congratulations. He's like, he's like oh, I got mentioned on a podcast, and here's Eric. The hammer's just slamming him as soon as he gets a chance. Again, it just I because I. I the Galaxy's pick, and obviously doing the podcast, you want to dig a little deeper. I looked, Galaxy had the 45th pick overall. I looked at picks 46 through 52, which basically concluded the draft. And we look at, you know, who RSL picked up, who NYCFC picked up, who LAFC picked up. These are all guys who played at big universities, you know, uh, Michigan State, Notre Dame, um, you know, Michigan. Indiana, and they all, you know, started 24, played 24 games, started 24 games, all ACC players. These are the type of things you see in the stat reel. And then you see Tom Smart and you see, you know, nothing, you know, it doesn't even list his weight on, 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 on his player sheet. So it just seemed like an odd pick. If you're going to pick a college player, pick a college player, you know, with some accolades, it seemed like on paper, it appears to be a dud, but who knows? Maybe GBS or DTK saw something, you know, saw his FC Golden State Force days, saw something they liked and, and wanted him for a G2 player. And that's that's best case scenario. Yeah. Um, Wor- worse. But it just it just seemed like an odd pick. It, you don't think it was a smart pick? It was not. A, oh, oh, man. Oh, wow. Hit the nice. horn. So, so, did, <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, so okay. those are my thoughts. Uh, the LA Galaxy, like I said, it will have three picks in the remaining two rounds. The third and fourth round kick off January 13th. Uh, they have the 71st pick. That's in the third round. They have the 81st pick in the fourth round, and they have the 97th pick in the fourth round as well. Uh, the, the, the second pick that they have in the fourth round, that 81st, it's actually their first one they acquired from FC Cincinnati for that weird homegrown rights trade for Zico Bailey whenever FC Cincinnati wanted them to take Zico Bailey. So that's a, that's a thing that happened. That, that's where the super draft is right now, trading homegrown rights for drafts. <laughs> It's just, it's an odd, when we talk about, you know, mechanisms of the league and odd mechanisms, uh, that's definitely, <laughs> it's a strange one. It, you know, if you love chaos, you love MLS for all of its quirks, this is one of those things that. Uh, you, you know, may interest you, but it, it was, it's just an odd day. <laughs> you know, it's the especially super draft. When, especially when the Galaxy aren't heavily involved. It's the Super Draft. Nashville uh, took a busload of supporters to the their their first round draft picks house. They traveled 300 miles and they yeah. showed up outside his house. By the way, 
stunning house, like little little <laughs> mini was mansion. Impressive. It was it looked like something out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was it was really nice. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I saw a tweet today. It said, uh, you know, a group of three hundred bearded men traveled to a teenager's house to sing to him. MLS can be weird. So <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> it it's is all, what it is. It's all how it goes. All right, good times. Um, we do the same. This is how this is how it goes. All right, uh, Tom Smart's sure to be starting for the LA Galaxy in twenty twenty. Um, just, <laughs> Mark it just, down. You're just start, to show Eric starting left back. Eric will do the show shirtless <laughs> whenever Tom Smart is starting. You know what? I, I'll take that bet. Yeah, there I'll we go. I'll take that action. All right, lots of lots of uh, of of PG. Uh, appropriate nudity. I was going to say, if I don't lose enough weight, then it may be NSFW if I'm shirtless here. <laughs> it's uh, it'll be fun. Uh, so that's, the, so that's what happened in the super draft. If you want to go um some other news, the LA galaxy look like they are going to sign. Uh, and this re- was reported by Ives as well. Um, a homegrown player. Uh, this is Cameron Dunbar. He is a U.S. youth national team forward. Um, Cameron Dunbar looks like he will be signing a, homegrown player deal with the LA Galaxy. I haven't got confirmation on that, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to happen. Um, it seems like that's likely, and Ives is usually right on these things. Uh, if we're going to do alumni news as well, LA Galaxy, former LA Galaxy defender uh, Tomas Hilliard Arce. Speaking of the Super Draft. There it is, our, our number two pick. Uh-huh. Uh, he'll, he'll, fun fact, Yes, my first appearance on Corner of the Galaxy was, was previewing the Super Draft and predicting where Tom, Tom, Tomas Hilliard Arce would go. So yes. special place in my heart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll see you later. Maybe we'll send you to Sacramento <laughs> as well. Uh, so Tomas Hilliard Arce picked up by Sacramento Republic. Um, this is, and I would like to point out the connection. Todd Donovan is the general manager up there at Sacramento Republic. Todd Donovan went to Stanford. Tomas Hilliard Arce went to Stanford. Yeah, there's a lot of LA Galaxy connections over the, at the Sacramento Republic. It, it made a bunch of sense, and and not only that, but I remember whenever I wrote the article about uh, Tomas Hilliard Arce coming to the LA Galaxy from the Super Draft, I actually got a quote from Todd Donovan about him, and he was very well aware of him. So anyway, so that's a little alumni news for you there as well. Um, they're joining uh, the league as well. So if they're joining the league in a couple of years, you you might see him the down return the line. of THA. <laughs> Uh, he could be there. All right. So um, that's sort of where we sit on that. If you're looking for LA Galaxy 2 news, I'll tell you that uh, they also announced the permanent appointment of Junior Gonzalez. Junior Gonzalez was the interim head coach who took over from Mike Munoz, um, who I got to talk to, by the way. I did talk to Mike Munoz uh, earlier this offseason. Um, I want to say it was like November or something like that, um, and, and asked him if he wanted to come on the show and talk about anything. I think the big thing was that he wasn't surprised by this move. Usually whenever a new guy comes in, they want their own guys in there. Yeah. Um so he was hoping he would get the rest of the season, and and that didn't happen. But I mean, you know, Mike's a great guy. He's going to find a place to land for that. Um, and you know, I think he did a lot of good for the LA Galaxy over the time. So anyway, Junior Gonzalez um, is now the head of the LA Galaxy two um, in terms of their head coach, and their season has been released. If you're looking for the LA Galaxy two season, it is out there, and you can view it. Um, I thought the interesting thing, sort of about uh, about uh, Junior Gonzalez, was he was talking about how important it is for him to build a team that wins a championship. Um, and USL. A lot of talk about system and getting players to feed into the senior roster. And so this is a, a bit of a, a shift and a different philosophy. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. So um, we'll see we'll see how that all goes and see how that plays out. And if that's true, I mean, it's one thing to say it. Um, it's another thing to actually do it. So 
Um, that's where we uh, that's where we sit with LA Galaxy 2 as well. And like I said, on occasion, we may give you some LA Galaxy 2 news. Um, I used to try to really cover it as much as I could. And uh, I just it's it's too much. It's too much for me. <laughs> I, I, it's tough. It's tough to do, especially with when you think about the LA Galaxy and how limited they are in terms of chances for young guys to play uh, with international talent coming in most of the time. Uh, it's just it, it seems it seems fruitless a lot of times. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting sort of look at how much money they're spending down there and whether or not this administration Remember, previous administration thought it was great and wanted to spend a zillion dollars on all this stuff. Um, and now this administration comes in, you know, Dennis DeClosa and Gamer Barrescoloto, um, you know, still with Chris Klein at the helm, you know, how much money are they going to spend? How much focus is there on LA Galaxy 2? Because at one point, it was the answer for the LA Galaxy yeah. in 2017. The next, the, <laughs> some might argue that LA Galaxy 2 was on the field for Major League Soccer in 2017. Uh, that could be the argument. So that's why I really enjoy that quote of saying, you know, the goal is to, to try to win a championship because, you know, when you have a franchise like the LA Galaxy who brings in marquee talent, you know, the USL side, getting them realistic minutes. Yeah, it'd be great if you could develop a superstar, but the reality is that you're probably not, you know, if you play the odds. So, you know, make it its own thing, you know, have your homegrown players, have your youth play there and then sign, you know, some professional USL players who are going to be able to, to get results in that league. Very interesting. All fun, uh, all fun stuff that's sort of going on. The other big thing is that MLS is doing their 25 years. This is 25 years of the league. I mean, you know, for a lot of people who didn't think the league was going to survive the past a couple of years, and it almost didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, it almost um, didn't. You know, 25 years is a big deal. So uh, MLS has a few things that they're sort of uh, looking at and, and they're going to do. So, you know, this year, I know in years past, we've had, you know, some big sort of shows, uh, jersey unveils for the LA Galaxy. I had separate shows. I've uh, been at LA, uh, LA Live um, the last couple times, last yeah, two lot, years. a lot of yeah. fun, fun at those events. Yeah, it was it was great times. I've always been there. Uh, Eric was with me there last year, so we had a good time uh, going and doing that. Um, there's there, there's not that. There's not a jersey unveiled this year. Um, and the reason is that MLS is unveiling all of the jerseys at once uh, ahead of New York Fashion Week. So it'll be in New York, I believe. They're going to do a fashion... Fashion show, fashion show, fashion show time. Eric Let's loves go. him an MLS fashion show. Let's go to the MLS fashion show and watch the new jerseys that we've all seen leaked already. Leaked already, <laughs> yes. Uh, some of the things that you should watch is that FIFA will also have a virtual unveil. So if you're playing FIFA on your PS4, I got a PS4, by the way. Congratulations. Just, yes, I'm, I'm really proud. I got a PS4 just as they're announcing all the PS5 <laughs> stuff. It's really, it's a big accomplishment in my life. Um, no, I will not play you, you or anybody else in FIFA because the computer still kicks my butt on like medium. So I got <laughs> to get back into it. It's been a long time. But anyway, if you're on FIFA, the, they will virtually unveil the jerseys that we have seen already. Which, you know, if you're, if you're a player of FIFA like I am, one of the frustrating things is because of the MLS calendar, um, the jerseys are always a, a season behind. So the fact that they're working with EA Sports to update the jerseys so your current copy of FIFA will have the current jerseys uh, for the LA Galaxy, which is exciting for someone who enjoys jerseys and enjoys FIFA. It's a, it's a perfect marriage. And if you're keeping your ear to the ground on on the leaks and seeing some of the jerseys that have already been leaked out, the way that the LA Galaxy leak, which you could look for it if, if, if you really are, are want to be spoiled, the way it was leaked is because it, it was accidentally available on a FIFA mobile game. And so that's where people were able to see a screenshot uh, of what the jersey is going to look like. So if you want to see what the jersey looks like, uh, you, you can find it if you type in uh, 2020 LA Galaxy jersey leak. 
so it's kind of an interesting way to release it. I, I, I like it. Right. But, uh, you know, it's a, a nice marriage of everything. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's shifted silver. Um, there's silver, more silver. I was going to say, I gray. didn't want to give it away. Could just it's tell people. It's <laughs> silver. It's, it's shifted silver. Yeah, and, 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary. Silver anniversary. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense. It, I, it I dig it. I think that, I don't hate it. I think that Adidas is going to come out and show itself to be quite the hacks this year, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you see the template, it all looks the, to be the, the same template. The template is just, oh, And that's man. why, if, if, if you like the sash, I like the sash. Having the sash at least as an identity, because now that's what differentiates it from everything else. So thank with, God there's the with, sash. Without right? the sash, then it just it's going to look like every other jersey in the league. Uh, you know, here's how it always works: the new jersey comes out, I look at it, and I go, "It's crap." <laughs> um, and then I like it. it happened, so it, it happens happened every time. Happened with Night Navy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, and I was, I was like, wearing it Eric's two like, weeks later. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to do it. It's ugly. I don't like it. And then two weeks later, he's like, "Dude, look at my new jersey I got." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That's how it works." It has the stars on it. Yeah, it has. Yeah, exactly. That's all you really want, right? Uh, so MLS uh, 25. So they're going to have to do that. Uh, there's new font and lettering. With by the way, one of my listeners actually tipped me off of like two months ago and I was like okay that's cool nobody cares except that I think everybody cares about yeah, the new this, font this lettering. is the moment this is the moment this is this <laughs> is the one where everybody cares right so speaking of FC Cincinnati they uh, announced a player acquisition today uh, from Japan and so when they showed the jersey they had the new font for the number and for the player names on the back so there is a, a, a new font and a new jersey number pattern I, I like it yes. it's kind of like that old school adidas where with the striping in the middle of the number so i, I kind of like the way it looks if you pay attention to kits and you look at the last england uh world cup jersey their number font kind of has the numbers wrapped within themselves so it's kind of in that same style and i believe the person who designed the england font is the same person who designed this font for mls yeah um it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and by the way i need to shout out to uh to mac mac uh, mac was the one who gave me the the heads up and shouts to you man. i was like nobody cares in my mind <laughs> i didn't say that to him i said thank you because that's i'm a nice person and i try to be nice to people whenever they give me information if you have information yeah, send just, it my way i'm all about it you I'm just, just blast them on the podcast yeah. when everyone's listening yeah it's all good Come no on. mac we love you mac mac was mac, I'm with you mac was on this and i was not so maybe mac should host this show from now 100 yeah exactly that's how it works um all right um, so that's what we have. The other thing that is coming out that is probably something that you're all interested in is the Since 96 collection. Um, this is going to be uh, looking at some of the original clubs and not original clubs in Major League Soccer. I don't... <laughs> I really don't like this, Eric. I'm really not. Yeah, I don't dig it. I'm I like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Well, I dig the since night. Let me re yes, rephrase yes. it. I dig the since '96 collection. Yes. One because the LA Galaxy has gone with that slogan, right? Uh, you know, for the last couple of years. And second, when you see, you know, the retro Ciudadezas, like they've come out and a lot of retro jerseys. That's become a popular thing. Uh, you know, One Two Threads has had a great merchandise with the old Galaxy logo. So there's definitely a want for that old school merchandise. Can, so to see the league kind of getting behind it is, is pretty cool. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Should we tell people that we're working with One Two Threads on something? Well, yeah, no, we you, shouldn't. No, just, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Shh, we're not going to say anything. Again, they do great stuff over there. They Shout do. out to One Two Threads. They do. Um, anyway, so uh, the Since 1996 collection, uh, merchandise available for Mitchell and Ness and New Era. Um, the collection will launch the summer feature retro gear. So you have to wait till summer. Uh, retro gear from the Colorado Rapids, Columbus Crew, FC Dallas, who were the Dallas Burn, uh, DC United, Sporting Kansas City, Kansas City Whiz. Yes, there it is. That's what I was That's what for. everybody wants that Kansas City Whiz kit. Give me man. that Whiz. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want so bad. Don't isolate that audio, please. Oh, LA Galaxy. <laughs> uh, Portland Timbers. Wait a minute. 
No. No, nope. they weren't. No. Okay. <laughs> New England Revolution. Yes. San Jose Earthquakes. Yes. Seattle. No, they were not there in 96. And the Vancouver White. No. Yeah. So, Te- technically, those clubs existed in one form, but they're not since 96, which is weird. <sighs> I really don't like this. And I don't think, I just think it's, it's like, oh, well, there were clubs. So yeah, they were there. So they had clubs. I get it. And I'm sure they would have been really upset. They would have been like, oh, well, you can't. But this was about Major League Soccer. And it's this about is the not, 25th it's anniversary. It's about the 25th yes. anniversary of Major League Soccer. Not that the Seattle Sounders, the Vancouver Whitecaps, yeah. and the Portland Timbers were all around. They've been, they have a long yeah. history. Everybody knows that. They're not releasing the LA Aztecs gear. You know, what if, that's not part of the collection. I feel like if you get butthurt about this, this like will feed into the whole Cascadia, our head is bigger than our body <laughs> thing. And I just, I don't want to be there okay. with that. Like I don't, but at the same time, it's stupid. Yeah. Um, and I'll say it's stupid. So anyway, uh, yeah. And everybody's like, no Miami fusion. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. There throw you go. It back you. to some of the teams that aren't even here. Where's Tampa? Where Tampa Miami be? fusion would actually make sense, especially with inner Miami coming into the league. Oh man. There's some good. Anyway. So that's, that's coming out as well. All right. Um, I think what we're going to do, Eric, is uh, we're going to let you uh, introduce your guest. This is exciting. I get to drive the ship. You do get to drive. I let you have this. I was I was busy typing up show notes and doing stuff, and <laughs> uh, and we had a great guest. So uh, why don't you tell us who's going to be on this show right now? So from the Cooligans, we have Alexis Guerrero. So, you know, so he's from the Cooligans, well-known uh, soccer podcast, which uh, can be heard wherever you get your podcast. It's also a TV show on the Fubo, Fubo Sports Network. So, you know, he's fortunate. We were fortunate enough to have him call in and he shared some stories about uh, his podcast and his background and uh, we were able to have some fun uh, talking LA Galaxy soccer as well and why we're the most hated franchise in the league. Yeah, and and don't go anywhere because we got rumors coming up after this. So uh, here's uh, Eric's wonderful interview here with Alexis Guerreros. All right, on the line we have our guest who is a comedian and podcast host that performs nightly in New York City clubs and is currently performing stand-up in Los Angeles. You can also hear him on the current season of BoJack Horseman on Netflix. He is the co-host of The Cooligans, which is the number one show on the Fubo Sports Network. He's from not only the funniest soccer podcast you've heard, but it's also the gulliest. So I want to give a warm welcome to Alexis Guerreros. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going, Alexis? I appreciate you taking some time to be on a LA Galaxy podcast. I was listening to your show earlier this week. Uh, it seems like you did all uh, 17 of the LAFC podcast. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's more. Um, uh, yeah, we, I, you know, we try to do as many podcasts as possible because when uh, we started, a lot of podcasts would have us on to help us out. Um, and, you know, we try to do the same thing for anybody who wants to have us on. Uh, any way we can help spread the word of soccer uh, and and try to be funny at the same time, I'd love to do it. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we'll try to be fair and balanced, get both sides of the story out there. Uh, so, uh, for our listeners who may not already be familiar with the podcast, can you tell us a little bit about your background and the Cooligans and how a couple of stand-up comedians got together to start talking about soccer? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we both had podcasts that were independent of soccer and independent of Cooligans in the past. Uh, we're both, uh, we, he, uh, Christian Polanco, who's the other comedian and the co-host, uh, he had a podcast called All Space. It was about relationships for comedians, which, you know, when you work at night and uh, you know, the kind of life that we do, it's kind of difficult to stay in a relationship. And um, I had one called Show Me Your Bitch, where we would take a joke, play it, and then I would interview that comedian about where the joke came from, whether it was real or not, so on and so forth. They really just sort of like uh, pull the curtain back on the process of comedy. And we both had done each other's podcasts, and that's how we became friends. Um, we would play FIFA all the time, and I knew he was a big soccer fan. So when NYCFC started, 
it wasn't that far from where I lived. And I was like, hey, I'm going to get season tickets. It was only like 300 bucks. And I said to him, I'm like, hey, man, I know him and I used to talk about going to soccer games all the time. I'm like, I just got season tickets for like the cost of one Knicks game for two people. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and you know, they, they only lose. The Knicks only lose. And it's what we're proud of. Um, so it's what we go to see. We, if we go and they win, it's not fair. I came to see the Knicks. I was going to say, so, as, a, as a Lakers uh, fan, I would say I could relate, but that's all changed this year. <laughs> yeah, but I was there when Jeremy Lin dropped 38 on you guys. I was in court tonight. Kobe, so at least I got that. Yeah, Kobe's still um, mad about that. <laughs> yeah, Kobe does it on a, on, on a flu game. But uh, <laughs> which one we call it? We decided that uh, we would start going to the games and we would sort of stand next to each other in the supporter section. And we started joking around, and people started kind of, by the third game, home game, people were like, yo, stand next to these guys, they're really funny. So once I, so once I heard that, I was like, huh, maybe joking about soccer is more than just doing it at the game for like the people around us that can hear us. Maybe there's something we could do bigger. And uh, you know, we decided to do videos and podcasts, and the podcast is kind of what stuck. And the first episode we launched on a Wednesday, we recorded on a Tuesday, launched on a Wednesday, in 2015, and we never stopped. We've been releasing episodes every single Wednesday since then. Um, and a couple months ago, uh, about five months ago, became a television show on Football TV, which is a huge honor. It's a huge honor for us. Uh, hopefully, it's a sign of things to come for American soccer and soccer in America. Um, and I know we don't have the history that you guys have, uh, but hopefully, but we also don't have a TV of, show. <laughs> yeah, we do have a TV show, so we're better than you know. Uh, hopefully, uh, people sort of. I think, and, and I like to think of podcasting and, and content creation the same way I do comedy, which is rising tides lift all boats. You know, if, if we got a TV show, that means everyone could get a TV show. You should all be working towards it. Uh, everyone that does credible content uh, should look at this as a sign of like, look, there's doors opening for us that weren't available 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, and hopefully this continues and the strength, the trend continues upward. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, you, you tapped into about, you know, being funny and having that be a door opening uh, to bring more people into the game and kind of preach the gospel of soccer. That's just something uh, on my end that I appreciate what you and Christian do. I sit across from Josh, who's Thank an you. actual real life journalist, and he has Kevin Baxter, who's a writer for the LA Times. And, uh, you know, what they do is important, but I also think it's important to highlight that we can have fun while we grow the game. And that's just something that I try to do uh, here and bring a little, uh, a bit of that, uh, you know, funny flavor. I, I don't know how successful I am at it, but you guys are, are definitely, uh, you, you know, a, a, a beacon uh, of uh, growing the game and being fun and having fun with the sport because I think that's important to highlight as well. That means a lot to me because what the one thing we, when we started, we were like, you know, we both know soccer very well, but we certainly aren't journalists. And we decided that there's no way where we could compete with podcasts like yours and, and some of the other shows that are out there that have really in-depth, knowledgeable takes on what's happening during the game. Um, and where there was a gap in the market was, what happens after the 90 minutes, you know, and what happens with the fan base is sort of communicating online and with each other, things like that. Um, and that's where I felt like we could sort of make a change and talking with players, you know, when you talk to a player, you know, or when Josh talks to a player, the, the desire isn't there to sort of make them laugh. The desire there is to try to get information that helps the fan base understand what's happening on the field. That's not our intent, and it couldn't have been our intent because that's just not who we are. So we decided to try to, what if we're just funny when people care? And the fact that people do care is blowing my mind, and it makes me so happy because it allows me to do what I really want, which if I could live a life of you know, doing jokes about soccer, I would be happy as hell, but I can't do that on stage. 
nobody would get it, you know? Yeah. I was going to say that's living the dream, but yeah, it's a, it's a niche market, but it, it's, it's nice to see that niche develop. So, um, you yeah. know, in that vein, uh, I mentioned earlier that you're not only the funniest soccer podcast, but also the gulliest. So again, to our listeners who may not be familiar, what exactly does the gulliest mean? You know, gully is, is a term that uh, met with a lot of sort of uh, weird looks because if you know what it means, it used to mean like you were like the most hardcore gangster, you know, <laughs> but like that's not what we certainly mean it as. Uh, the way it became interpreted, uh, when it first started, it's actually, I believe it's the uh, term in India for the ghetto. Um, okay. And then in New York City where people, you know, are constantly, it's just so many nationalities on top of each other. Uh, the term became popularized through like bodegas, which is our corner stores, which I guess you guys would call like a gas station here. Uh, <laughs> it's like where you could just quickly run in and get like a like a soda and a sandwich, maybe. Yeah, it's our liquor and, store uh, equivalent. Yeah, exactly. So for like for you, it's a taco truck. For us, it's a <laughs> bodega. Uh, so like it became popular through that, and it sort of became like this thing of like if you're gully, that meant you were like the 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 bravest dude, and that's sort of what we took it as. And like amongst our friends and stuff, it became that. And then the, the, the word died. And then Soccer AM, which is a show in England, made fun of American soccer, made fun of MLS. And there was an MLS player there, Liam Ridgewell, who at the time was playing for the Timbers. And he sort of just allowed it to happen. And he didn't. And I'm not saying you have to sit there and go, guys, stop joking. No, but be funny back. You know, make fun of them back. Defend it a little bit, yeah. you know. And Lean you can play it. along with it. But, you know, do something to, to let the world know that this isn't just a joke. And it just seemed like it was perpetuating the same stereotype about MLS. So the next episode, I, what we would call clap back, I basically yelled into a camera and a microphone for 20 minutes straight, <laughs> calling, making fun of them, saying all the things that I wish Liam Ridgewell would have said. And um, Christian, Christian called it a career rant. And after that episode, the next time we started an episode, we always say with the funniest soccer bucket. And I said, well, we're not just that. Apparently, we're also the gulliest. <laughs> and the term stuck That's from tough. there. Um, so, and all of our fans, not all of our fans are like, know what gully means. And some people are like, well, what about those of us who are gully adjacent? So we came <laughs> up with the term gully adjacent, which is Perfect. like, if you're making, you know, someone needs to cut the crust off the sandwiches for the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're the gully adjacent. Like, shout out to you if you drive a minivan and you, you're there on time to pick up your kids at soccer practice. You're gully adjacent. Gully adjacent. Need you, you know? I love that. Let those kids who eat the PB&Js with the crust cut off, let them be gully. But, you know, mom gets some credit too. I love that. Uh, so Zlo exactly, you keep the peanuts out of the car just in case. <laughs> you gully adjacent. So, you care about people. We need you. <laughs> so to me, when I think of gully LA Galaxy players, I think Zlatan was a guy who kind of exemplified the gully lifestyle. Uh, you know, are there any other you know Galaxy players that come to mind when you think of gully? You know, it's funny, man. We've been asked this question so many times, and I think uh, you know I try to think of like who was like tough and didn't care. Uh, that, that he was sort of a little bit of a goon. But one of the players that just reminds me of Gully is someone like a McGee or a Janino. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, these players were like, they would just never stop going after you, you know? And, like, I just remember someone like Mike McGee. I remember watching the game where he played goalkeeper. Yeah, that's, that's probably the gulliest LA Galaxy moment. Hundred percent. That is that to me is one hundred. And who was it? I can't remember what team you were playing. I think it was, it was San Jose. Dynamo, it was a, it was a rivalry game against the San Jose Earthquakes. And so you that's know, right. It was the California yep, Classic, yep. right? Yeah. So the, that that, that game uh, was legendary. Josh Saunders. 
I think comes in for the injured goalkeeper, and then he gets a red card. If yep, I'm not mistaken, that's exactly right? what happened. And, and Mike McGee, you know, and then the guy they put in goal <laughs> is the shortest dude on the team. But he's the one who and won the it. team that's trying to beat you in a rivalry game can't score. <laughs> yeah, we had Mike McGee on the show recently, and he he still talks about that as being one of his proudest LA Galaxy moments. So I, I think Mike, Mc, I, I Mike McGee him. is a good example. I met him a couple months ago. It was the first thing I said to him. I go, do I remember this correctly? You play goalkeeper. He's like, this is the goal that every, he's like, this is the game people <laughs> ask me about the most. And I'm like, dude, that was a wild gully moment. That was so gully. <laughs> That's I, I love that. I love that you picked Mike McGee. I, I don't think I could have uh, summed up a better gully player uh, in Galaxy history. So the other, next question I was going to ask you, you know, obviously we come with a bias as an LA Galaxy podcast, but I, I feel like this is always a fun question to ask others who cover uh, other teams around the league. Uh, are the LA Galaxy truly a hated franchise, or is that just something that fans of, fans of any team think? Uh, uh, thank you for cutting me off because that, that that actually no, makes me happy. That's the answer everybody I wanted. Hates you. Everybody will always hate you. <laughs> I love that. I bro- no one, lean no into one it. No one will ever not hate you. You <laughs> they they you consistently made your own rules. <laughs> of course, people hate you. You know you you have. Pavone alone. How is this guy on your team? <laughs> that, that, you that, know, what kind of sorcery does your front office know that clearly someone like FC Cincinnati could use just a little bit of help with? <laughs> I mean, you guys are just constantly sort of, but what I love about LA Galaxy is for someone like myself who looks at the view, like we, I look at the league as a whole as like, yeah, I'm definitely an NYCFC fan, but I root for the league. I root for, and not just the league because it's MLS, I root for soccer in America to make it. And when I look for, one of the things that frustrates me the most about MLS is these sort of, you know, antiquated rules that stop clubs from being able to go by the players they want. Um, and I think LA Galaxy always finds a, a, a way to sort of use loopholes to their advantage that other clubs can learn from. And then sort of, it makes the league have to reassess and then and add stuff like a third VP and things like that, or like a target allocation money. Yeah. You know, those are all things that we should, I'm hoping, and I, there's a lot of, you know, things saying about the CBA that it might be hindering some of that ability. They might pull back a little bit of that ability of clubs to be able to buy more players. But I look at someone like LA Galaxy as sort of leading that trend. Um, and if it wasn't for you, we would have never had DPs. And if it wasn't for you guys, we would have had like a third DP. And, you know, I know you guys had five at one point, but, uh, you know, <laughs> if it wasn't for LA Galaxy, we, we had to pay one off. Things, so. Yeah, you guys do whatever the hell you want. You're in your own league, dude. I mean, you guys just, you're like, no, I hear what you're saying. We're going to do whatever we want. And shout to you guys. There's nothing gullier than that. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's actually something, you know, as Galaxy supporters who wear as a badge of honor, uh, you know, being able to push the league uh, in, in that way because it, it does it does help the league as a whole. And, and you do need Darth Vader. You need that evil empire. You need someone uh, for everyone to kind of circle the wagons and, and hate against. Um, one of the sure. la- <laughs> One of the last things I want to ask you, you know, You've had a lot of personalities kind of pass through your show. Uh, so I just wanted to ask, is there anyone who stood out uh, that maybe surprised you, you know, someone unconventional, maybe a player, or maybe someone in the in, in the world of American soccer that, you know, you have a, a, an anecdote to tell, uh, you know, that took place on the show? I mean, I don't know that I have an anecdote, but one of the players that when I, when, like a goal of mine when we started the show was to interview players that we thought had big personalities that we could shine. But, uh, you know, our big, our huge goal is to sort of interview players that we can like show that they have big personalities that weren't able to do it on the field. But one of the players that comes to mind who I just can't wait to get on the show is someone like Steven Lennart. Oh, 
That's Len, he, he, Len was, Hart. He, he was one who, who Mike he, McGee got under his skin and, and vice versa. Yeah, he was a maniac. And I remember watching a game not long ago, and it might have been the same game. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Where Josh Saunders, who's at the time your goalkeeper, has the ball cradled the way a running back would <laughs> a football. Um, and I remember Lennart was running behind him. And I swear, I swear on my family, I swear on my grandfather, <laughs> I go, you know, you're not allowed to touch it with your hand and you can't kick it, but I wonder if he can head the ball out of his arms. <laughs> and then Steve Leonard, like, as if he heard me think that, does it. You were the devil on and his by shoulder. The way, I didn't know it was a red card. Like, I didn't know that's supposed to be a red card. You're not supposed to do it. But he does it and he gets away with it. And I was just like, I am connected to this guy by some kismet. And then every time I think to myself, because I was never really good at sports, but I was always good at getting under people's skin. I was a bit of a goon. Yeah, but you can probably tell that just from hearing you speak. <laughs> like, I love sort of tricking people into making mistakes. And Stephen Lennar was just that guy. He would poke you. He would stab you. He would, like, do whatever it took to get you off your game. And as someone who's a Knicks fan, watching Reggie Miller do that to us. Yeah. And watching, you know, uh, Slotan be able to do that. And watching guys like um, Quincy Ameriquois do that <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah, he Those are the guys stuff. that I sort of, I'm attracted to the way they think. So Stephen Leonard is someone who I can't, I would love to get him on the show. Just do like a whole hour of just <laughs> asking him stories, you know, from back in the day. Yeah, that's going to rile up our, our, our listenership. And I think that, that that's a good thing. Uh, so, you know, just before we get out of here, is anything else uh, you want to plug? Where can our listeners find you? Um, everything is at Soccer Cooligans. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. We engage with our fans heavily. Um, we have people that follow us on social media for years and don't even listen to the show uh, because they just like interacting with us. And, and some, I remember one fan was like, wait, you guys have a TV show? It's like, dude, you've been our most active and like you reply to every tweet. How do you not know we have a TV show or a, a podcast? But listen to the podcast, leave us a five-star review. And if it's funny, we'll read it on air. Um, you can send us uh, gifts and we'll open it on the TV show if you want. I was going to say, I can um, vouch but, for that. Uh, I've, I've sent stuff to the show. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we and we do. We unbox it, and we love when, when people do that. And if you send us a scarf, we'll throw it on the couch so people can see it, and you can tag uh, tag yourself when you watch it. But if you want to watch the show Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Fubo TV, but even if you don't have the Fubo TV service, Fubo Sports Network is free on Fubo TV. So you can watch it on FuboSportsNetwork.com, and it's streaming 24 hours, seven days a week. Or you can uh, download the Fubo app, and you can just get that channel. So it's uh, Fubo Sports Network. It's also available on Zumo. Samsung Plus is going to be available in other places pretty soon. So you can get Roku, Apple TV, or your phone. Just get the Fubo TV app, and you'll you can watch us every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, eventually, you're going to have that YouTube deal where it just it just shows up on the iPhones. Kooligans is just going to be there. Buddy, I would love it. <laughs> so uh, appreciate the time, and again, uh, shout out to you, or shouts to you, shouts to you and Christian for what you guys do. I could definitely uh, vouch for uh, you know being a great Twitter follow. So if you're not already following uh, the Soccer Kooligans, make sure you give them a a follow and a listen you know we love what they do growing the game in america and appreciate you alexis for taking the time uh, to call into our show have a good night and thank you for what you guys do you guys are one of the the absolute best podcasts one of the best content creators we have in the game in america appreciate that thank you that means a lot coming from you absolutely thank you man all right, there we go. Eric with his uh, his first solo interview here on Corner of the Galaxy. Very nice. Alexis Guerreros was uh, was great having some shows in L.A. 
Yeah, he's out here. Oh, let, let me actually, let me See, try, let me, try, I forgot. This is the best podcast in, the, <laughs> in, the, in America. America. Yeah. And the, we forgot to turn the mic. That's on. okay. We'll yeah, figure yeah, it out. Alexis is out here doing some, some stand up. So he's doing a lot of shows out in LA. So it's kind of funny that we had him call in, uh, you know, but just being that he has shows going on and where our studio is located, we weren't able to connect in studio, but you know, still a, a great guest to have call in. I was excited to, you know, uh, hear, hear his stories. And he talked about Mike McGee and, you know, I think it sums up, uh, you know, his personality, uh, and what they do on that show pretty well. You know, when you hear him tell those stories about Mike McGee and, and what they have going on, it's kind of ties in nicely and what they're doing to grow the game is, is, is really fantastic. You yeah. Know, you heard it all in the interview. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. All right. Uh, we move on now. Let's go to what everybody's been waiting for. Let us talk about rumors i was gonna say they've waited this long uh, and, and thanks everybody for coming <laughs> that's we, why we, they came here for we, the rumors yeah we we is chicharito coming Chicha, or not chicharito um who wait, wait no, no is no, that sorry, even on sorry. my thing no it's no, not it's no not we're list. not gonna talk about that one right, um, no we will chicharito is on there um but we have to talk about some other people first uh let's talk about gareth bale first of all now this is one of those rumors if you go and look on the website and if you've been following along in the rumor tracker and everything that we have on corner of the galaxy um, this is this is something that you really should watch. I try to update it as much as I can. When I get good information, I'm not going to update it with crap information. There's some things I'm just like, I'm not putting on, on there. Which, by the way, I was like, I'm not putting Gareth Bale yeah, on there. It's almost too good to He's be true. He's not Se- coming to unreal. the LA Galaxy, you know? As, uh, as Jason in the chat room says, we don't need Gareth Bale. Tom Smart will score us 100 <laughs> goals and save 30 goals. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what Jason is trying to do, and I don't appreciate it. That's, uh, go back to bed. Son. It was very good. Uh, so <laughs> so anyway, we go from Tom Smart to Gareth Bale. To that, Gareth Bale. That's the versatility this club I, has. I mean, one is from Wales, one is from England. <laughs> They're basically brothers. Uh, their skills are almost the same. Anyway, but Gareth Bale, he's 30 years old. Everybody knows he plays for Real Madrid. Uh, what was he? He was a Tottenham player before yeah, that. Tottenham. Um, to Real Madrid. Yeah, Tottenham to Real Madrid. Um, this is a guy who has tons of talent, um, is often labeled as made of glass because he does get injured so often. Um, and it's it's kind of outrageous that he was even mentioned in the same yeah, grasp but he is fast. Of, 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 of LA Galaxy or Major League Soccer. Um, here is the rub on that. The LA Galaxy have been talking to Gareth Bale. Um, that's it's probably real. that probably hasn't happened like just now. That's probably been something they've been talking to him about. And if you've read the latest stuff that just came out, sort of Gareth Bale's agent says he's not coming to MLS, and that's probably true. He's yeah. not coming to MLS. It's worth a phone call right now, right? If he's unhappy at the club and yeah. the club's not happy with him, it doesn't that, hurt. And put that's a phone call. And that's the rub with uh, with Real Madrid is that they probably do want to move him and his contract off their books because they're looking to bring sign some other people and bring. Some, I think Neymar's on their list mm-hmm. and some some other guys. Maybe Pogba's on their list. I don't know any. <laughs> It's Real Madrid. Yeah, anybody, anybody is on their list. I think Harry Kane's been on their list, yeah, even though he's, he's injured. He's injured forever. Yeah. So, um, so this is one of those things. So Gareth Bale um, is 30 years old, and the LA Galaxy do have interest in bringing him to the to the club. That's absolutely, I, I think, 100 percent true. Um, the deal is here, though, that you know whether or not that happens now or anywhere in the future is sort of where it is. I mean. You go back to Zlatan Ibrahimovic and that the LA Galaxy had inroads and had been talking to Zlatan for a couple of years before he ended up coming to the LA Galaxy. I think that's sort of the same breath that we have here with Gareth Bale is that it's not happening now. It yeah. might not happen in summer. It might not happen next winter. It Maybe it's the next summer move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Euros are going on this year. Um, so there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's sort of happening that's going to keep people from moving from Europe. And the, the World Cup in... No, sorry. That's 22. Yeah, Euro it, Cup. It, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm all backwards. It's, it's, it's okay. been too long. It's okay. So, um, so anyway, so you look at that. So it, there is some interest there. It's something to watch. It's not something to get hyped about right now. But, you know, I think Gareth Bale wants to eventually be an MLS. And I think that eventually that will be a smart move. And, you know, there's people saying, don't sign him. He's made of glass. And, you know, he's not going to. Like, Here's the deal. And I'm going to tell you this. And this is straight up the absolute truth. Um, when you look at Steven Gerrard and you say, well, the Galaxy should have never signed Steven Gerrard. No, no, you should have signed Steven Gerrard. Um, that's one of those no-brainers. It didn't pay off. It didn't work. But it was. But worth, you should have yeah. signed him. It yeah. absolutely should have. I it's, can understand that. It, and and when you when you look at a player of that caliber, you know this is is world-class talent. You know, not, not too long ago, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic was coming off knee surgery, and there was talk of him maybe not being the same and not being able to produce. And he came here and he produced. You know, say what you will, but being able to put as many goals as he put in the back of the the net, that was production. And so when you look at someone like Gareth Bale, who again, thirty years old. That's not Zlatan came at 37. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you have that talent, that talent doesn't disappear. So being able to bring that at a younger age, you know, maybe it doesn't happen now, but maybe at 33, 34, we saw Ashley Cole come to the league, you know, at an, I want to say advanced age, like they're 70 advanced years old. Age. He was my age. He was my <laughs> for, age. When for, he, Ashley Cole and I are the yeah, same age. Yeah. Thanks for a soccer player, you know, you know, past their, their best buy date, but still able to produce. So this is that first step, that sh first shot being fired across the bow. So this is, it's not a bad thing. If, if a miracle were to happen, uh, the, the funny thing is, I don't know the bail is the type of player that you need right now. I still right. want a goal scorer. Right. But at the same time, if you have the opportunity for Gareth Bale, you get Gareth Bale. You could play him at the nine. Come yeah. on. You could just play Gareth Bale <laughs> at the nine. And he'd be fine. He'd be fine. He's quick. <laughs> he, could play, he, he would do just fine. He would score some goals. Um, so anyway, it does, you know, the big question really is, does Dennis, Dennis DeCloso follow him on Instagram? Um, the, the answer is yes. The he answer does. is yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, he follows a lot of people. So yeah. I, he, when does he figure out that everybody's watching that? And because, he just starts trolling them? Because the Katai rumor strictly came out of Dennis following him <laughs> on Instagram. Um, and that led people to ask more questions. You know what? I think if he is out on the joke, he, he's tra he's transparent. And that's a good thing. We know where he stands. Yeah, yeah. Because he also doesn't follow Allison Drini. Oh, which is, snap. Which is... Uh, he unfollowed, unfollowed him. Unfollowed him. Oh. So, so that's interesting. Yeah, again, I mean, that leads us to the 99.9% .9 he's not coming back, <laughs> you know, type thing. Um, so anyway, so that's where we stand on this one. Let's go to another rumor. Uh, let's go to Nico Castillo. Uh, this is a Chilean uh, who's 26 years old. He's a striker who plays for America down in Liga MX. Uh, he's he's quote-unquote been seen as a flop in Liga MX, not a great producer for America, uh, and they may be willing to move him at a discount. This is a guy who could fill in for a striker position he's a striker mm -hmm. but could fill in for that striker position possibly not as a designated player and i think that's 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 gold that's if you can get a striker who you know at one time was taught to, thought to be an answer for club america obviously it didn't pan out but there's something there yeah and so if you're able to get someone like that on your roster as a non-dp then that's exactly the type of player the Galaxy need right now. They need a goal scorer, and he seems to fit the bill. Will he pan out? You know, yep. the question mark is, will Katai pan out? Will Nsua pan out? Will Acosta? You could say this about everybody until they, they put on the jersey and they get on the field. But on paper, you know, he's a striker, a position of need, and he, you know, is at a talent level that it looks like he's going to be able to contribute to the club. So I, I like this rumor, and, you know, we'll see how far along he does follow DTK does follow him on Instagram. Yep. So a little bit of smoke there. A little bit of smoke. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I think it'd be a good pickup, especially as a non-DP. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing with Castillo is, and uh, Nico Castillo is, it's all about price on this one. This one is not, and if America wants to be stingy and wants to be expensive with him, it, he's not coming. And, and, the and, Galaxy, someone, and someone will come knocking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the Galaxy won't be like, hey, we're good. Yeah. Thanks. We'll pass. Uh, if America wants to loan him out, 
You know, maybe they're like, hey, we can't get anything for him right now. Hey, DTK, you want him on a loan? Oh, everybody freaks out again because this dude could probably be a DP say, somewhere, right? Wasn't, wasn't Alexis Guerrero's just telling you about this, how yeah. we have the magic to get all these players on loan, I'm just, uh, the, the secret sauce? I'm so, just, yeah, that'd be amazing. So, I'd enjoy that. So, anyway, <laughs> so uh, this is one. This has, this has probably a higher probability than some of the other ones. The um, the Galaxy seem like they are you know, somewhat watching this situation. I wouldn't say they're actively going after him. Um, but they have some ideas of who they're going for striker. I don't think we know all the names of who they're going after. I don't think that, and, that's and all come that's through. That's the conundrum that we're in. We're obviously going to talk about a big fish possible signing that the galaxy can go after but when you talk about injuries you talk about number of games you talk about uh congested schedule one striker isn't the answer right now and we you know we, we touched on ethan zubak being the only one on the roster right now but you don't need one striker you know but at the same token last season we didn't have a backup striker as well and managed to get into the playoffs so curious to see what the philosophy is going to be but i think you need at least two players who are capable of putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to sign two strikers. Yeah. Um, and that's even saying you sign two strikers, even if you don't sign a DP, you have mm-hmm. to sign two strikers. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and that's important. And there could be some strategy to the LA Galaxy waiting for the summer for a designated player. I'm, I'm not against that. Which, which if you see some of the, the other rumors, and I don't know if uh, 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 Sergio Aguero's on your list of, of rumors. That it's we're not, but... Because there's not official heat behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, but uh, someone like that, you wait for Cavani was someone who was rumored earlier. Someone like that you wait for. By the way, that's maybe not a hundred percent dead yeah. either. Uh, Cavani might be available this yeah. summer. It, it, th- those are the type of players that you, if if their contract is up in the summer, you don't waste a DP spot on someone who uh, you know maybe is going to get you there now. Is going to be less expensive, but is going to occupy the spot because the spot is more important. Uh, than the salary. So I think if you leave it open and you have someone maybe, you know, handshake agreement or you know that their contract is up, you know that they're unhappy, it's, it's worth waiting until the summer. Uh, by the way, uh, and Logan um, in the chat room says this, and Logan's not wrong either. Pavone is a striker. You could technically yeah, play him up true. there at the nine if he you can, wanted to. And he showed the ability to score goals. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not... You're not completely dead in the water, but mm-hmm. really you do expect the LA Galaxy to sign probably uh, a couple more uh, strikers. Well, to sign two strikers, you expect well, them to you can sign play without strikers. a striker and just pass the ball in the net. That's that works too. Just you no, know, I, I think that's that's going to be you know that twenty twenty is the year that's legal. You oh, just uh, can't use your hands. I've heard <laughs> that's all that uh, that it comes up with. Um, all right, so that rumor is there as well. So uh, Nico Castillo um, is another one to sort of pay attention to. Um, let's talk about center back Carlos Zambrano. This is probably one of the ones with the most heat behind it, even though it's a little quiet right now. Uh, this is a player who I guess just today uh, turned down a an advance from another club um, that said he wanted too much money to come play for them. Uh, that probably puts the LA Galaxy still in a good spot. I think that money, that number was about $500,000. I don't consider that ridiculous if you're getting a starting caliber center yeah, back. And, and if you look at um, leagues across the world, uh, you know, when you really look into South and Central America, the player salaries that they offer... MLS is actually pretty competitive and yeah. is able to pay these players salaries. And then when you think about living in Los Angeles and lifestyle, um, there's really a benefit there. So $500,000. Yeah. sounds like a lot. It's going to be a hit, but at the same time, uh, you know, maybe another league can't afford that, but that's something that maybe is within range uh, for a club like the galaxy. I, I really feel like Dennis is, has some focus here in trying to get all the people he wants before camp starts. And we're coming up on that January 20th. Um, it's whenever camp will kick off. So you're getting there. So I do expect the pace of things to sort of pick up. And if they don't, there's reasons. Sometimes contracts just don't get done as fast as you expect them to. Um, and whenever that happens, um, that's that's where things can drag out a little bit. So I still think that Carlos Zambrano 
is a target for the LA Galaxy at center back, I think that they could probably still get that deal done. Do you know why you're wrong though? Why am I wrong? DTK does not follow on Instagram. Oh my god! So if recent, if not we, yet, if we, because not it's yet. not close. I was gonna say, if, not, if whenever, he, we watch know, that. We know now that he's not. There you so go. So once he does, I, I the heat is on. I expect all the people listening <laughs> to this podcast to check that on a daily basis and let me know whenever that changes. Well, there's a Twitter account now. Oh, oh, is there? <laughs> yeah. What's the What's the Twitter account? Does DTK follow? Oh, so it'll keep you posted. So on that. Who DTK does or does not follow. Oh, okay. Wow. The does not seems like it'll be a lot. Does, does <laughs> Well, you know, it's as needed. Who's who's the biggest name that you can think of that Dennis does not follow? Oh, that's a good question. I, 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 is, is it Messi? Is it no, Lionel Messi? No, it's probably not. Does he follow him? No, I thought, I'm pretty sure he doesn't follow us. He follow. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yes. That's also true. Yes. So I was, I was thinking, I was, I was <laughs> he trying should. to, he should follow. Us. I was trying to set you up for that. Did you feel that? Uh, no, I did no, not. Just, the this force, is, this is why, this is why we've been too far, far apart. apart. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah. We need to build our, 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 our force connection, our, here. our chemistry again. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have to increase that chemistry like in FIFA, right? They're, well done. You're learning. Look You're at me. learning. I'm so hip like the youngins. <laughs> I can figure this out. Let's hit the sticks. All kids. right. All right. So anyway, so you have Carlos Zambrano to the LA Galaxy as well. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, Javier Chicharito Hernandez. Chicharito. Uh, Who's that? Yeah. I don't know. It's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy. And apparently he makes people very angry or very happy. He's, he's one of the most polarizing. He's, he's the face of Mexican soccer, which when you're the face of something, that, that's what happens. You're, well, you're a polarizing figure because you either live up to the hype and people love you or people are going to hate you because you're, you know, in their face and people are kind of shoving the, the cult of personality down your throat. They, they were talking about him um, on ESPN today and they were saying he is the biggest name in Mexican soccer and that's even whenever he doesn't play for Mexico. Yeah. He's still, it's the big new, biggest news because he's not playing for Mexico. <laughs> um, and so bringing him to LA, I mean, certainly if you look at the demographic play, Right. And saying, oh, Chicharito, you know, in Southern California, um, sort of picking off that Mexican hotbed. There's there's a reason there. I mean, I mean, I don't hear I'm of two schools on this yes. because one, you don't sign a player for that reason specifically. But at the same token, you, you want to sell jerseys, you want to fill the stadium. And he's the most recognizable Mexican player. There are people who follow him wherever he wherever goes, he goes yes. and buy the jersey wherever he goes and and will want to see him play live and so there's a draw there and so it's silly to dismiss it and say oh well he may not be the best player but he's he's going to bring us you know fans in but at the same time if if he has talent he has talent he has talent he's a goal scorer he is he, he, we need a striker he's a, he's a guy who knows how to put the ball in the back of the net yep and he's going to fill seats and he's going to sell jerseys i mean it seems to check all it the boxes it checks all the boxes that's the thing all right so the rumor <laughs> comes out that the la galaxy are offering a 10 million dollar um deal now that 10 million dollar is probably in a transfer fee more than it is in his salary i think right now he's making it a little over three million dollars per year um because i think for three years it was just shy of 10 million dollars for his contract with sevilla uh, he's not playing for Sevilla, not very much anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and that certainly factors into this. Um, so you have to look at that and you have to understand what the current situation. Now, he's come out and said, and this is recent, um, that he says he wants to stay in Europe. And they talked to him. I think ESPN, um, the Mexico side, talked to him and said, mm -hmm. hey, you know, do you want to come? And he's like, I want to stay. And that that is a check mark against. Because if you have a player who comes because an agent thought it was best for him and he thinks he is above the league and maybe isn't going to put that maximum effort um, everywhere Javier Hernandez has gone. He's competed. So he shows that he's a fighter and he's a winner and he, he wants to win. 
So, but if he has a little bit of that, like it's a little bit beneath him, and you yeah. don't see that fight, you don't, you, that's a little bit of a concern. It is, and I think there's a, there's a couple things and hurdles that sort of that's that's a biggest hurdle is probably mm-hmm. convincing him to come to Major League Soccer. Um, the other hurdle is you know Sevilla bought him you know for not a ton of money from West Ham, but they're a team that likes to get their money back yeah, or or more. They're not a powerhouse; they're a, a selling club, as they, you say. They are, and uh, and uh, actually, uh, K-Bax, Baxter wrote some articles on Sevilla recently because the guy who owns or or the guy who's the general manager there. Um, or the club director, I don't know, however they term it um, there, is sort of like the Billy Bean of, okay. of soccer. Well, and so <laughs> he, he likes, he finds it. So he, fa- he found value in getting Chicharito from West Ham, and now he expects to get some value from that. So I think that's another hurdle, is the Galaxy are going to have to make Sevilla whole on yeah. this as well. But Sevilla think, and, and from you know reading from what ESPN was reporting and sort of what they were talking about, is that you know he's just missing something there, that it's not going to fit for him. And it's so clicking. And they're going to go out and fortify that offense anyway. So for Chicharito, he has to decide is... Do I want to stay in Europe and not play? Because that's what's going to happen. They're not talking about moving him to another European team. Um, and as a matter of fact, the rules prevent them from moving him to another European. Because mm-hmm. he's already moved twice and he's mm-hmm. played twice. A, a player can be registered with three teams in one year, but can only play in official matches with two of them. But the deal is there's actually a, a loophole in there that says if a team, if if there's a different season, if a league works on a different season schedule and, and that, it's a different year. That's where the calendar works in our favor, Felks. It seems like the MLS <laughs> calendar might actually work for this. Yeah. If not, the Galaxy would have to wait till June because you can't be registered for three teams and play for three teams and in the same is year. Is he worth waiting till June? I, mean, I feel like that's, he might be. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And again, if, if it's... The transfer fee, and if the salary is three million or around three million, it's that's, that's not bad. That's not that's bad. not bad for a goal scorer and for someone who's. But gonna... how much do you have to pay him to bring him to the galaxy? And that's the thing. It's like it's like okay, we know you don't want to come. Yeah. Do you want to come for five million dollars a year? And is that reasonable? Okay, I still but think. What, mm, what are you paying Sevilla to get a? I imagine him, that yeah. you're paying between eight and ten million dollars. Yeah. There is a chance, and I heard them say this on ESPN that Sevilla might not even be looking for a transfer fee, and I find that ridiculous. I think Sevilla is going to be looking for a transfer. <laughs> they paid fee. money for him; they'll yeah. want something back. Well, uh, underrated wrinkle here is DTK Dennis Tecoso worked for the Mexican Federation. Yes, and during his time with the Mexican Federation, who was the crown jewel? Chicharito. Chicharito. Yes. So there's obviously a relationship there. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that he's he's a fighter, he's a winner. I think you say, you know, you know Carlos Villa, the guy who doesn't want to play for the Mexican national team. Yeah. Look what he did in this league. Yeah. Look at you. You're better than him. Yes. You're a better goal scorer. Yes. You're a compete. You you know you compete. Come over here. I think you could, DTK can sell him on that. I mean, here's the rub though. Okay. So now let's let's again we'll get more into some a little bit of the details on this rumor and sort of how it is. Uh, Miami is rumored in there. New York Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls aren't going to get him. It's Miami and the LA Galaxy are probably the ones rumored, and he says he doesn't want to go, and that could very well be the case. And and that's the thing. I still think the Galaxy want him. I think he's their number one target right now. Um, I would be surprised if they didn't throw some stuff at him in yeah. order to make that happen. And the reports are that the Galaxy were headed to Spain next week to try to talk to him. I don't know if that's true. Um, I will so tell get you the tracker. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, 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 <laughs> I will the, tell you the flight tracker. Yeah, exactly. We can, <laughs> we can figure it out. Um, I will tell you that the, there's interest here from the LA Galaxy. That's clear. Uh, the LA Galaxy want Chicharito, and I think they feel that he fits into. Um, their style that they want to play, and which is interesting. And because they need a striker. We need a striker. Chicharito is he a pressing sort of forward? He can. He can play it. He can. He can sort of pressure people off the ball. He can do it. But he's a poacher. You you said yeah, it. He he he's a poacher. Any I think any ball that falls to his feet in the eighteen yard box, there's a danger that he's going to score. And I think if you can have someone like that on the team, you go for it. The other underrated thing that I think people overlook with Chicharito is he's great in the air. 
you know, he's someone who's not necessarily a towering player, but he's someone who can get up for the ball. And if you have someone like Pavone or like Katai giving him decent service, you know, we, we can see a lot of goals in the air as well. Yeah, I would imagine that Dennis DeClosa, Gamer Bear Scalotto, uh, certainly Dennis, uh, and probably Jovan Karofsky are going to be in travel mode here for yeah. most of the next couple weeks uh, to try to figure this out. So um, we'll see. I, I don't know how this works out. I think this is one of those that if it's offered to you and it's there, you take it because it's one of those. It checks out. It's Steven Gerrard. And I think even if you overpay a little bit, it, it, it's almost worth the risk because if it pays off, he he, it, he, it, it he could, could very well be another Giovanni Dos Santos. I, it's possible. It's very possible. But Giovanni Dos Santos could have been great too. He could have been. It just didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I am very conflicted on this. I think that the Galaxy think that they want him and if that's the case then they're going after their guy yeah um so i have no problems with that so uh if he's a poacher then you you need the creativity katai is <laughs> I, you know yeah i, I don't like that if you don't like if, poacher oh, you don't it, like I don't, I don't like the, the that's a negative connotation the guy yes. just puts himself in the best position to well, score goals well, oh the, man what a, i don't want that guy on my team the guy who just you know manages to sneak his way in, into a position to to just tap it in but i mean okay so why is it a negative connotation though because you know he's not going to create things off his feet yeah and and, and who is the best example in major league soccer of the poacher who's had a very long career and doesn't really create anything but scores a lot of goals. Mr. Chris Wondolowski. And that's why there's such a negative the, connotation, the, especially again, around here of a poacher. I, 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 I don't like Chris Wondolowski. Yeah. He's the leading goal scorer. He's got the most goals in MLS history. So, you know, if results is what you want, then you surround <laughs> Jose, him with, with better. Oh, Jose says in the chat room, give me 15 tapping goals <laughs> yeah. all day. You know, it's like, I, I you're right. I yeah. mean, you know, there's something to that. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I, I look at him like a Joseph Martinez, Joseph Martinez, you know, he's not going to razzle and dazzle you, you know, and do, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo style moves off, you know, with the ball to create space, you know, he's just, he's a, a force and, and forces his way to goal. And I think, you know, Chicharito Hernandez could do something similar to what uh, Martinez has done in Atlanta. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this offseason goes. I don't know. Again, I don't know if the Galaxy are going to get a DP in this winter. Um, and that's okay. It's okay the, if it, they it, find somebody else. Otherwise, this team is very incomplete right now. If you're going to play Pavone at that forward place, okay. I don't I think that's great. I would be curious to see how it works. You're probably going to see it in preseason. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so those are the rumors that we've sort of been focusing on. You can go to the rumor tracker corner of the galaxy.com. You can follow these. I actually moved the rumors up to the top because I was like, you guys don't want to scroll all the way down. This is all you're paying say, attention to. How long has the rumor tracker gotten? You? It's gotten long. It's say, gotten we, very we, long. You can't print it out anymore. Right? I, I have to kill it every, well, as soon as the off season is over and yeah. do an in season one, because it, it becomes too unmanageable. <laughs> I was going to say, it makes the website ill. Yeah, it does. It starts <laughs> slowing things down. Uh, again, the LA galaxy with 20 players so far signed on the roster, uh, still 10 more players that they're able to sign the last two 29 and 30 are technically for homegrown players. So you can look at, um, the homegrown player that the LA galaxy are supposedly signing Cameron Dunbar as one of those probably homegrown player slots. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have Efrain Alvarez, um, Julian Rajo, not a homegrown player remember they actually for they, bought him they, they went senior away roster. from that mm-hmm. and he's actually a senior roster player and that's so. okay too he's a national team guy now yeah uh it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out and uh two preseason games coming up for the la galaxy one on the 15th and one on the 22nd uh this is your official alert if you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast <laughs> they've th- been they've been fiending for it they win if you made it all the way then we would like you to do us a favor and put a little note on that tw- uh february 22nd game save the date save the date a little if, bit if you're gonna go to a preseason game 
you might want to go to the February 22nd game. Eric and I will send out photos where we look at each other awkwardly, like all the save the dates, <laughs> right? And we will we, and we'll, be winter, like, we'll take them at the we'll, Dallas Winter, winter Formal, formal yes. and, then, and then we'll send them with out. With Ryan and Kate. With Ryan and Kate. We'll do it and then we'll send them out. Our children. So we, you save it for February 22nd. Uh, those are both uh, double headers, both yes. of those days. Um, so the Galaxy play the second game, I think, in both of them. Those games kick off at three. You're going to want to be at that stadium before two o'clock right now. That's sort of what we have planned for you and, and sort of where we're going. So um, we are trying to put something together. We will release more details as that goes. But as again, right now, as we're as we're looking February 22nd, you're going to want to put a little save the date on that. And if you're going to try to get there, that's going to be one of the games that you get there. Season ticket holders get those games for free. Um, if you're not a season ticket holder, you just have to pay. And my guess is they'll be pretty reasonable rates for, yeah, for a, preseason a preseason games. game, I think. And, and again, they're not free. It's no. included with the price. Yes, it's included. You paid for it. You, you paid for those you did tickets. Good job for you. Good job for you. So. Are we still promoting stuff? I yeah, got, I yeah. Got what more else stuff do you have? to promote? I'll, get, I'll let you go ahead. I'm teaming up with our friends over at the Kings Realm podcast. So, uh, you know, they cover the Los Angeles Kings. It's a hockey podcast, and there's actually a LA Kings Galaxy Night uh, at Staples Center. So I'm teaming up with them, and we have a link. It's a link on the Instagram page for the professional foul, which is at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. If you go to the link on that page, you'll see a link to buy tickets everyone who buys tickets through that link uh will get a, a free team branded hat no it's not free it's included in the price see i had to correct myself there Very but good. you get a free hat has a king's logo has a galaxy logo so there's really nothing like live hockey uh you know the guys from the king's realm came to a u.s open cup match so i'm kind of this is my away match i'm going to them uh to see a hockey game and again i love live hockey uh you know I try to make it out to a few king's games uh you know once a season so if you buy tickets through the link you're going to sit with people uh, you know, who are Corner of the Galaxy listeners, who are, you know, fans of hockey, fans of the Galaxy. So it's just a fun time. It's happening on Thursday, February 20th. The game's at 7.30. You get the hat. If we get 25 people via the link, there's a in-game experience. If, if we're bold and we get 100 people via the link, there's an autographed jersey, which we've agreed that we'll we'll auction that off between one of the, the 100 people. Or, I'll just get it. Or we'll raffle it. And just come to me. <laughs> Again, we're eligible. We said as hosts, yes. you're still eligible. Okay, good. I like uh, that. But, you know, just something to have a little fun. If you listen to Corner of the Galaxy, you like the Kings, just a, a little outing. I'll be there. Uh, it's a Thursday night, so I'm going to put in my, uh, my, my sick note that I won't be available for uh, the live show on that night. Because I'll yeah. be at the Staples Center yeah. watching. <laughs> you wanted me to go. And how am I supposed to do that when there's a live show? I'm going we'll, to have to We'll talk record to on Wednesday. Yeah, Live maybe. show Wednesday. We'll see. And then we go to the game on we'll Thursday. See I probably can't get a hall pass for that anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's good. That's that's good stuff. Uh, CBA and collective bargaining stuff, we'll, we'll hit the next podcast. There's a lot of stuff that we sort of need to focus. That hasn't gotten too far down the road yet. And so There's also plenty of time before the season starts to have those conversations. There is. Um, that expires at the end of this month, though, the CBA. So uh, things are starting to ramp up. The camp will start, and then everything could stop so that's but, something to sort of keep in mind but i will plug the mlspa website they have some great infographics so if you are interested if you came here for cba news go to the mlspa website because there, there's a great explanation of what their priorities are and and kind of what they're shooting for for the upcoming season all right uh i think that's what we got eric is there anything else that you want to uh tell people about i, I think we've promoted enough today you, you're good I, i'm good wait do, but do i still have like yeah i can i can say where people can find you and we can do the music of, thing of course of okay course. Then, that's always ready. Then go ahead and do that you can find me on twitter at gis hammer you could also find me on instagram with the professional foul that's at galaxy p-r-o-f-o-u-l and i want to 
start the race to 1K on Instagram. Worked over on Twitter, so I want to get to 1,000 followers on Instagram as well. So if you're not already following me and you want to see me uh, add music to Sebastian Legit wearing a cowboy hat, that's the place to go, at Galaxy, P-R-O-F-O-U-L. At Galaxy Profile. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can find all of our news, information, rumor, all that stuff right there for you, including all the signings. So check it out, cornerofthegalaxy.com. All right, I think that about does it for everybody. A long show today. Glad everybody could stick around and hang in there with us. Big shout out to Alexis Guerreros for coming on the show and the Cooligans as well. So uh, that's a lot of fun. Make sure you check out all of his stuff. For Mr. Portuguese Hammer, Eric Vieira, I'm Josh Guessman. Pato, you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.